you know, a man that, that chooses to, to live a fantasy over reality. He believes that what other people have created, he somehow has a right to it. He somehow has a right to something he hasn't earned. He's stuck in fear and doubt, and he, he can't break himself out of it. And he's just kind of painting his life uh, with a brush that everything is okay. Shit happens. Everybody knows shit happens, but you, you learn from it, you move forward. There's a lot of men out there right now who are lost, who are not showing up as strong, masculine, powerful men, right? And our world is suffering immensely from it. We do a program too that we call Battle Ready to get men moving, you know? It's all about giving you just a that push in the right direction. It really lit a fire under me that I, I need to make some decisions in my life as to what what I want to create for myself, for my family, for my legacy. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. And we have a very special episode for you today because I got here my man, Arpa, and I got here my man, Haji. And we've got a really fantastic topic. What's going on, man? Same old How you surviving, doing? Surviving the 24-hour shifts, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And it looks Long like day, uh, our erstwhile premier of Ontario has decided to go full fascist today. God bless him and put the province under a state of emergency using draconian powers to end a peaceful protest. But anyways, I digress. This type of thing <laughs> should not be happening in a free country. That's for darn sure. And I just, you know, I'm someone who used to call Doug Ford a friend. I voted for him. I campaigned for him last time. I think it's very important that we all make sure he loses the next election. Strong lesson to him. What he's doing is just not cool. But let's come back to today's topic. Today's topic is losers in denial. Mr. Arpa. Why don't you lead the way and talk about what exactly we mean when we say losers in denial? Uh, so I, I think every every man out there probably has a friend or an acquaintance of his that he knows. You know, a man that's walking around saying that he his life is one way when in, in actuality, it's a totally different way. Uh, and I know the three of us, uh, we, we've, we know men for sure in and around our circles that are like this, you know. Uh, so, you know, uh, an example was uh, a man that Blue, you and I had uh, a point team with, uh, told us he lived on this, you know, large piece of property, had this giant house, all these bedrooms, bathrooms, whatever. And then he had men come over to his house to, to help him with some, I don't know, remedial task at his home. And then, and then the men come back and, and like the house was near uh should have been condemned in that kind of status the the lot was un, uncared for and it was just wild girls everywhere so you know the man was definitely living living in a dream and it, it never helped him um so yeah uh, what about you brother what do, what do you what do you know about or, or what have you experienced in terms of men living in, in you know these losers living in denial and i i don't like to use the word loser 
uh, you know, because that but that's the us. word we're losing here very deliberately. <laughs> so you need to get on board with that, Haji. Make, <laughs> right. makes, so I don't care if you like using it or it. not. That's the title of the episode. Agreed. Thanks okay. for enter- entertaining. Entertainment yeah. values increased. True, true, true. Well, you know, winning the the if we define winning on one side and we define losing on the other, you know, uh, loser is a, as a person that's not successful, and a loser in denial is is a man that really doesn't realize that he's not successful and whatever he's built is is basic in uh oh we can't swear, can oh, swear? Spot. it goes on spotify so well, you're probably gonna cut it right yeah okay are we gonna cut it are we gonna cut it no we're not gonna cut it bro. Not gonna okay. cut it. We swear everyone knows show. now it's you fine. got a potty mouth Everybody we swear on the show it's fine potty mouth. it's done it's all good all right <laughs> so, I'm so coming back now coming back to what you're asking you know if, if i've known any losers quote unquote in denial i have um, and, you know, on one hand, they are um, thinking to themselves that they, they have everything figured out. You know, they, they're living in this in this place where they're like, OK, everything's fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm successful. But in reality, they don't have these things figured out. But that mentality and that mindset can serve them on some level. So I think there's there's there is something there that can be uh, sort of utilized for their success. But in the large scheme of things. They're not successful and they're not creating wealth and, and uh, you know, prosperity for themselves and their families. So on one hand, uh, having that bulletproof mentality, even though the reality doesn't line up with it, can serve them in some ways. So I wanted to put that out there after, you know, hearing the topic for today. Can it, can it serve them? How, how does it serve them? Other than the fact that, you know, Maybe it stops them from having further mental issues. Uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear with like a, someone in like a psychotherapy kind of uh, you know degree would say, you know, what's going on with these men? We're, we're not that, talking uh, about a man doesn't help them at all. Not yet successful and has ambition. That's a different okay. thing from a loser in denial. Okay, there's a lot of men who have ambition. Heck, I'm not as successful as I want to be yet. And I consider myself a relatively successful man in life. You know, I pay my bills. I've got money in the bank, et cetera, et cetera. And I've got friends. I've got connections. I have the ability to connect. So I'm, 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 I'm a rich man in many, many ways. But I have ambition to move further forward. But I'm clear on where I am. And I'm, I'm not living in a magical fantasy land about reality of where I happen to be right now. Now, maybe I don't focus a lot on that for myself, but the truth of the matter is that I can very clearly tell you what's so without lying to myself, without denying the reality of what's going on. What makes a loser in denial dangerous is number one, because they're not living in reality, they're not going to really do what needs to be done to deal with reality. They're just going to pretend, oh, everything's great. And I'm, I'm living in, 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 in a fantasy land and I've got rose colored glasses on. And the, the actions that need to be taken to get them from where they actually happen to be to the promised land of success won't be taken because they don't think they need to be taken because they're living in a fantasy land. So that's, you know, not good for them. But What's also not good is these folks sometimes can, frankly, with the way they behave and interact with other people, cause problems for other people. And Arpa, you were telling me a story uh, before about a man who was being a loser in denial with you and, 
and try to convince you of something. And, and, you know, if you'd have bought it, it wouldn't have been the best thing for you to have bought all that in terms of how you interacted with this individual. Right. No, and I, the other, the other thing you, I look at is like, how, how can you trust, how do you trust, uh, you know, a, a man that is living this, this, in this fantasy? Yeah. Like, how, how do you know he's going to come through with what he says he's going to do? And, you know, he's living in this, this, this lie. And it doesn't, uh, I like it. I don't think it helps. It doesn't help a man at all. Um, you know, like there's, there's uh, that one man that I came across, you know, he, when I first met him, he was decently dressed. Like, now, you know me, I, I'm in, I'm in the landscape field. I'm, I'm always wearing work clothes. I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, so he, he was, de- <laughs> I would say definitely hands down better dressed the, than me, <laughs> you know, uh, okay, that's not hard though, bro. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I make, I make it easy. Um, but he was, uh, you know, clean, prim, proper, whatever. And then, you know, he starts talking about him having, you know, three different businesses, taking care of his parents, this, that, and the other. And then, uh, you know, he didn't have a couple hundred bucks to spare to his name for, uh, for, for TNA for the weekend, you know, uh, for, for, uh, you know, people that are listening that are familiar it's a retreat that we go to and, and uh, travel and accommodations usually runs us about 250 bucks. And this man costs $250 over a six month period. A man that's running a successful business, you know, one, but this man had three. So he said, but if you had one, you know, $250, not a lot of money. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, even a kid working at McDonald's could, could probably scrounge up 250 bucks working part time. You know, not a lot of money. So this is a man that needs to, you know, if he were to actually realize his actual truth and accept that, then he would be able to to plan and, and move and work towards actually producing some, some results. I get where you're coming from. I wanted to rewind a little bit and get an understanding, a definition of what a loser is to both of you men. So I can get a clear picture of of what that means to to both of you. Look, to me, a loser isn't somebody who's, you know, not making a ton of money. That doesn't necessarily make a man a loser, right? Or anything like that. Um, To me, a loser is a man who's, frankly, playing to lose in life, not playing to win, you know, because there's plenty of men, myself included at different points in my life who've been in uh, financially dire straits. I've been broke. When I got separated, I, I had no money for a very long time. I had to sleep on my mother's couch for a while. I'm not proud of it, but that's kind of where it was. I, I, I wasn't able to do it but I had the ambition to go after uh, a better life, to go after making more money for myself, for my children. So, so to me, a loser is somebody who's just not putting in the effort. You know, they may be talking a big game, but they're not putting in the effort. Or someone that's even defeated, you know, like they've been, they shit happens. Everybody knows shit happens, but you, you learn from it. And then you you move forward and you continue to to seek that success and fulfill purpose, right? But a, a man that's defeated, what, what, what's a 
That's a good way to put it. Probably not. That's a really good way to put it. Man is defeated. He's done. Yeah. He's given given up, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, a man that, that chooses to, to live a fantasy over reality is, is he's defeated. Like it's, it's, he's given up as he's, he's choosing to live the fantasy and, yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't help him or, or anyone around him. So there's a few characteristics of, of, of a loser in denial in particular. Number one is that he lies to himself, he buys his own bullshit, right? He's lying to himself. Number two is, that he's not really putting in the effort. He's, he's more in a looking good than putting in the effort, right? Number three is he puts a lot of energy into persuading everybody around him that he's not a loser, <laughs> you know, that he's a winner and he's successful. Um, number four is that uh, he'll try to have other people buy into his narrative, right? Uh, as a result of that. So, he, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll gaslight, he'll gaslight you. Like you could be in the place in, in his house that's, that, that needs to be condemned. And, and so, and you could tell him, man, this place needs to be condemned. He goes, Oh man, this is an amazing place. It's got tons of potential. Now that you, you don't understand, don't believe your lying eyes. Right. So, so th- those are the characteristics of a loser in denial. Um, and, and number five is he has communistic tendencies. So, you know, he believes that what other people have, have created, he somehow has a right to it. You know what I mean? He somehow has a right to something he hasn't earned. So to me, those are the five characteristics of a loser in denial. So that's, um, that's a clear, clear picture of what, you know, what a loser is. And I I like that in terms of, uh, you know, uh, doubling down on, on what you state, you stated earlier regarding, you know, a man being in denial, man being defeated and, and, you know, really just lying to himself um, that that's, you know, everything is going in his, in the direction that he wants it to go. But in actuality, nothing's happening and he's, he's stuck in fear and doubt and he, he can't break himself out of it. And he's just kind of painting his life uh, with a brush that everything is okay. So definitely that is a poison to society and to men and, and uh, you know, yeah, society at large don't benefit from that kind of mentality. So that, that's a clear picture. Thank you. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Man. My pleasure. But uh, See, one of the reasons we created the Sovereign Man podcast and the Sovereign Man movement is because there's a lot of men out there right now who are lost, who are not showing up as strong, masculine, powerful men, right? And our world is suffering immensely from it. So, you know, we decided to do this because we, we believe that we got to reach 10,000 men, right? Because these men need a community. They need the right information and they need to be pushed and challenged to get past uh, their own bullshit so that they can live a powerful life as masculine men. But here's the other thing. 10,000 men is nothing. 10,000 men is like a small part of a small village. If we had 10,000 men like Arpa and I, each of them leading communities of 10,000 men, that's a hundred million men. And even that is a very small number. Now that's big enough at a hundred million men to transform the world. But Haji, reason we brought you here to have this conversation with us is because we need to grow what we're doing and we need to get more men excited about, about what we're doing. We need to be in the business of addition, of multiplication. 
if we're going to reach men. We can't just live lives for ourselves because if we're living life for ourselves, we're, we're living at the level of self on the subculture, right? We need to get beyond that, the level of team, to the level of organization, to the level of an or, you know, the movement's organization. But then that's got to get to the level of society and to the level of mankind. That's the only way we're going to change the world. That's the only way masculinity is going to, going to be that honored, honored concept in society where everyone understands that without masculinity, you wouldn't have anything. Masculine men built the world. Masculine men built the world. Without masculine men, we wouldn't have the world we have right now. And it's crazy. Our, our enemies, right? Like folks like Russia and communist China, they're using this fake news disinformation crap to have us fight against each other and to weaken men. Yet what they're emphasizing in their countries is masculine education to build manly men. So if there's ever a war, we're going to go to war with a bunch of manly men from Russia and communist China with a bunch of soy boy men, not even men, males from, from Canada, the United States and the West. That's not going to end well for us. That's why we got to work hard to make sure men are masculine, men are powerful, men are strong. Yeah. Agreed. So I, I want to, I want to bring it here to Haji. Cause now we got Haji here as our guest. So Haji, you, you and I have been in, uh, we've been in, in on teams because a lot of the things that we do here around Sovereign Circle, you know, we're, we're looking to, to bring not just contents and topics of discussion to, to men, but we, we want to encourage men to, uh, to be open with, you know, their, their men, not their boys, not their friends, not their guys, and definitely not the, not the women, but with their men, the men that are going to challenge them to, to reach out, to go out, you know, to, to choose a purpose that's big and meaningful and, and seek it. Right. So we've been on, we've been on teams before or for a while now, right? Actually, no, we've been on teams since you joined, you've joined us uh, on, on the other team there. So I, I want to bring, uh, you know, you to, to, to kind of bring your experience and how, how you started, where you were in your life and where you are today and, and where, where, you know, that purpose that you're seeking and, and get that out for the men. Cause I, you know, we want, we want men to hear what some of the results of actually doing the work, whether it's in an organization like ours or uh, Ryan, Ryan Nicholas, what is, what's this called again, Blue? Or, Order, Order of, of men. men. Is that it? Order of Men. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so there's a few of them out there. So there is definite benefit. So let's let's hear from you, brother. Where, where sure. were you when when I met you? You were uh, we we were in a, in a on on point, right? Yes, point team. Uh, I think you led it with a couple of other men. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I was just on the verge of getting married, um, settling down. I had uh, sold my practice a few years earlier. Still deciding what I wanted to do with my life. So there was uh, a lot of transition uh, that was happening when I actually took part or when I did the weekend, which was May, 2018. Um, yeah, it was a you know, very, very interesting time in my life. I, I just proposed a few months before, put some doubt into me whether I was ready to, uh, to get married, if you're ever ready as a man to take the plunge. And uh, yeah, went, uh, went full steam ahead, settled down with the wife, um, you know, uh, started getting back into uh, my practice and, and joined a, a clinic. I, for, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm a foot specialist uh, by trade. I've been in the healthcare field for close to 20 years now. Uh, I had a clinic of my own, which I sold back in 2016. And I took some time away to decide what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And uh, I was kind of, yeah, leaf blowing in the wind. 
I didn't know where the fuck I wanted to position myself. I was looking at mortgages, investing, stocks, options, God knows what else, cryptocurrencies. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't a, a man with direction uh, and purpose. I was kind of just, you know, waking up day by day without a clear focus. Uh, so yeah, when I uh, attended the weekend, it really lit a fire under me that I, I need to make some decisions in my life as to what um, what I want to create for myself, for my family, for my legacy. Really pushed me to do something and, and, and get off my ass because I, I had been sitting in sort of this quote-unquote retirement mode for, for quite some time. And uh, yeah, you know, moving forward, I attended, uh, uh, after attending the weekend, I did Point, which was an intensive eight-week program with ARPA as one of the leads. And uh, then I joined the team um, which, you know, Arp and I are on currently for the last few years. Um, and yeah, just lots, lots of progressions, you know, bought a house. I had my first child and my wife, uh, you know, settled into another practice with, uh, uh as an associate, uh, you know, in the, in the same field. So I'm, I'm working gainfully employed, you know, putting money in the bank. Uh, I bought a condo, an investment property. I'm, I'm expanding and I'm creating wealth and, and looking at it more fr from a legacy standpoint rather than, you know, a short-term view. So definitely the work has, has rounded me out and, and given me perspective as to what I want and what I want to create in my life. And uh, it's, it's benefited me tremendously in that way and uh, taken me out of fucking indecision and put me into action. So yeah, I think uh, those are the biggest, biggest things. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention anything about the, uh, the bigger, the bigger vision, you know, with the, with the, with the, uh, the shoes, as you, you know, you racks, that's, racks you know, shoes and that market you're looking to, to go to. Like that was, that's the big picture. That is definitely the long-term vision. I'm still, you know, having a, a lot of uh, strategic, um, you know, I'm having some issues with, with the strategy as to how I can pursue it. That is the long-term goal is creating a brand of footwear uh, for my, um, uh, you know, for my legacy, uh, children's footwear. And uh, you, we should talk, something. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That's what I do is I help people with uh, branding and with mm -hmm. making a ton more money. That's, that's, that's kind of what Baloo's known for in the business world. So we should talk. Personal brand. That's what I want to grow. And that's, uh, that's key. That's a business I've been running since 2015, 2016, brother. And with a lot of success for a lot of people. So let's have an offline talk. talk. Sounds good, man. I, that's what I need the most help with. So, I'm having a hard time. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> so let, let me give you now my perspective, right? Because Haji and I, we've been, uh, we've been in, in standing in, in circles of men now for what, like two years, three years. So, so Haji was right. Like he, he sold when I, when I first met him, he had sold his practice. He had a bunch of money and uh, he was dabbling in stuff, but not really, he had no commitment, no, no purpose, no vision. He was a man that was kind of uh, in, in neutral, you know, not mm -hmm. really moving anywhere. Correct. Uh, and, and it was, you know, like I, I know men, a lot of men from the Sterling community tend to give Sterling more credit than he actually fucking deserves. Because, uh, you know, he gives you content, but he doesn't put the challenges out there. The challenges come from being in the circle of men. Uh, you know, and I guess, yeah. And, and you know, we, we've got, uh, we, we, we do a program too that we call Battle Ready. That's similar to, to Point for men that are out there that haven't done a, a, a weekend or anything like that to get men moving. You know, it's all about giving you just a, a push in the right direction. 
Um, so yeah, so he, I, I remember standing in that circle, and then I, I remember, um, I think it's when you came onto on the team and we stood in the team on on a more consistent basis, uh, you know, meeting every two weeks, that, we, that you were able to, you know, put together that 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 bigger vision. Uh, and if any man here has ever read like the way the superior man, uh, yeah, great book, David. David Data talks about purpose as uh, as different spheres, o- almost like um, you know when he was describing it, I pictured it more like a almost like a dartboard or, or or an onion where you're you have your highest purpose is in the middle, and then you have other layers, and you're peeling these layers back. So you know, Haji, that's where you were at. You you had you had achieved a certain purpose, and it took you a little time to figure out what the next sort of was. And, uh, and, and I, I would think that, uh, you know, being on team and, and the challenges, cause I know, you know, the men on the, you know, we were just standing around the fire, the challenges come out, you, you were challenged to put that vision together, got you moving forward and you, you look, look where you are now. Like, uh, it's been what, two, two, three years and you're way ahead of where you, where you were now. Absolutely. No. And ask you a hypothetical question about, you know, without those men, where would you be? I think I'd still be stuck in indecision. I would be, you know, definitely not uh, a stable partner uh, for my wife. I I wouldn't uh, be as reliable as I am. Uh, My word would be weaker. Uh, Being in circles of men and being held to account was one of the biggest benefits that I took. Because when you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, that shows weakness, that shows indecision, that shows a lot about your character as a man. And when I realized that more and more, your word is so important, uh, that, that evolved me, uh, my character, you know, my, uh, my integrity. And I, I think that was one of the biggest evolutions for me as a man. Yeah. Honestly, for, for, for me, I had a similar experience in, in being in circle. You know, I, I was just going through a separation that ended up in a divorce. I was angry. I was bitter. I wasn't really open to listen. And you were angry? No. I know it's hard to believe. Unbelievable, right? But um, being around the men, even though I really wasn't letting a lot penetrate, just being around that masculine energy slowly, slowly started to calm me down. And then there was a period where I was able to give up my anger. And I was in a, I was in a, in a training, uh, man, you always wanted to be, it was called. And there was a man in that training. I'm not going to name names here because we all know who this man is and uh, to protect the guilty as well respected. as the innocent. And this man was dead <laughs> under my skin. He's getting under my skin and he's really good at getting under every man's skin. <laughs> and so I just jumped out of my chair. I was going to punch him. <laughs> it was just one of those things. And I hadn't done that. I hadn't had that reaction a very, very long time. So a bunch of men grabbed me and stopped me. But what he said next changed my life. He said, when are you going to stop blaming your wife? When are you going to forgive her? When are you going to stop blaming yourself? When are you going to forgive yourself? And in that moment, I just broke down bawling. And Haji, like, I was bawling, wow. bawling, like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, in that moment, I, I, I gave up my uh, resentment and anger and blame. 
We had an agreement that our phones would need to go in a basket and be turned off during that, that room. So when we had a break, I took my phone, turned it back on, and that instant, my ex-wife called me. And she was crying and saying, wow, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to hurt you. And that was wrong. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're a good man. And, um, you know, even if we can't be together, uh, I'm, I'm going to cooperate with you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign the divorce papers. And she signed them that day. I've been trying to get her to sign those divorce papers for five years, bro. <laughs> you know? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, but dude, boom! Like the alignment, eh? Incredible. Boom. The moment, energetically, I let go of the anger. The call came through. The moment. Wow. That was like That's a synchronous phenomenal. moment from God. God said, boom to me and boom to her. Boom, it happened and we went forward. And that's the power of being with men. That's the power of circle. Men today are missing that. Yeah. Men today are like lost. They're looking around like little puppies, even though they grow in beards and they look big and rough, they are not. Mm. They are not. And that's why they need circles. That's why they need men. That's why they need community. Doing it alone is the death of men is the death of manhood, is the death of masculinity. Doing it in community, doing it with a band of brothers, is how you emerge victorious, yes, sir. Wow, that's a, yes. that's a great, great uh, example you, you gave there, man. Whew. Powerful. And that's, like, his, the winds go further than that. Like, uh, like Blue and I, have, we speak quite a bit, and, and uh, you know, so, some, of the, some of the things he's been able to do with, with his wife and, and girlfriend baffle me because you would never picture your ex-wife and your girlfriend in a decent like relationship almost friends right like blue tell, tell me am i am i crazy like no they, you, talk, man. They, on, they talk did you not go on vacation with both we of them did. at the same time in the same we place did. yeah with the kids like we did i would never i would never think that'd be possible Incredible. I didn't think it was possible either before all this, but this is the power of being in community with men. This is the power of having men hold your feet to the fire and, and having you be accountable. It's, it's incredible. That's why sovereign man exists. That's why sovereign man is going to grow because we're going to serve other men in this fashion. We're going to help other men get past their bullshit so that their lives can be magical, man. And, and whether a man's, you know, going through a divorce or not, whether a man's married or not, it doesn't matter whether a man's at the beginning of his career in the middle or like at the end of a very successful career. None of that matters. What matters is that that man wants to be a better man. That man wants to live from his masculine edge. We all need to live from our masculine edge and you can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. And a man becomes one of these, you know, um, losers in denial when He's on his own when he doesn't have other men to hold his feet to the fire and to show him that he's bullshitting himself because even a loser and denier can become a winner. Yes. And if he's seen, around men, if he's around men yeah. that are real men that are hold his feet to the fire and going to help him see that this bullshit way of living is not doing him any favors. It's not doing the world any favors. There's a, there's a man in our circle right now uh, currently he was going through this this whole transformation process, but when 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 we first met him, uh, he was uh, he participated in, a, in our battle ready program, 
Uh, he was, uh, if, I, if I remember his age right, he's something like 43, 45, still living with his parents. I think he makes like 18, 19 bucks an hour working some sales job. Uh, he's, he has a, a he, he calls it a business, but it costs him more money than it, than he makes. So it's not really one. It's a hobby. And, and, you know, the, it's a hobby. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So a, anyway, um, you know, his life was in a certain spot and, and, you know, he, he, uh, we were able to get this man to come up with some, some goals. Uh, one of them was to, to move out of his house. Another one was to get his license back. Cause he, he was in, in a tragic, uh, accident way back when, and he was left with some, some, uh, permanent injuries yeah, but we were able to, yeah, trauma. We were able to get him to 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 let go of that story and that that self identity that you know he is not the trauma. All the trauma now is is a challenge that uh, that he can he can you know work around and and, and overcome. And, and to this day, like right now, he lives on his own in his own place. Uh, he just got his license back and. Uh, maybe the next few months he'll actually be purchasing a vehicle of his own. So this man is actually moving forward and, and he's only been with us a year and a half. Oh, not even that. It's a year. Last February. That's, that's only been a year. Yeah, that's right. You know, so, so if this man was unchecked, you know, living his life, hanging around with, you know, too many, too many feminine energy people that would just, uh, enable his behavior and, and, you know, give him more sympathy, I guess, uh, instead of actually saying, you know, life can suck, but you can make it better and challenge this man like men do, he would he'd still be in the same place. Still be in the same place. He would, and there's tons of stories like this. There's another man who came to us in his late 60s. He'd been alone for a while. He wanted a woman, but... Let's face it, he was he's being a pussy around women and none of them really wanted to be with him. They put him in the friend zone immediately, right? <laughs> Just immediately. Yeah, he was he was playing he was playing nice, nice guy. guy. He was being a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, he was playing to lose with women. That's for damn sure. Um, anyways, he found this lady he liked, and you know, he he showed up like a man to her, and she she'd initially friend zoned him and kind of pushed him aside. But when he showed up like a man to her. She was just turned on by that, and she just she came running to him, and yeah, he's gone away for a month and a half out of the country with her, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I got another story uh, from from a man on, on our team uh, that you know he, he had been showing up the same way with his woman, uh, with his his first wife, and uh, they ended up separating. You know, excuses. BS, 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 not accepting the realities that, you know, life was giving him. He's just buying his own bullshit. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, that whole uh, disease. And, uh, you know, he left his first wife, got into the second uh, relationship, and the same patterns repeated. Same patterns repeated. What was the common denominator? Him and his yeah. bullshit. And that's what the circles helped, uh, you know, him realize that, there's a fucking mirror here. There's, there's one thing that's the same that hasn't changed is you. There's a problem here that you're not recognizing. And when, when that mirror was held up and he saw, you know, his folly and where, where he was going wrong, massive shifts happen in his relationship. You know, fighting ended with his wife 
And he was able to really step up and be the man in the relationship and everything changed. So that's, that's the power of being in a circle. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's the power. That's the power of being in a circle of, of masculine men. That's, that's the thing, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not always the easiest pill to swallow, but the, but the, the outcome is always great. It, it can be very painful. Oh, I, I, I it's have hard. I experienced it firsthand. You know, I, it's when I stood in that fire around that circle and men were, you know, challenging me and, and, you know, I was really uncomfortable. Some of the questions I was getting asked and, you know, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone and, and make some decisions and, and, and think, think about things I didn't want to think about and face realities I didn't want to face. But it caught, you know, ultimately it, it allowed me to grow, forced me to grow. Right, because the men are not gonna let you fucking sit there and be complacent and, and not move. Inertia, man, that's what we're creating. So true. And I gotta tell you, it's really cool to have this type of conversation that we're having here right now, because it's the type of conversation that men normally don't have with one another. And this type of conversation allows the people who listen to this to be able to think for themselves and make decisions for themselves. We say a man is sovereign. It's another way of saying self-sufficient when he can think for himself. He doesn't outsource his thinking when he's physically healthy enough to be able to like take care of himself when he's financially healthy enough that he doesn't need to rely on the government or other people when he's emotionally healthy enough. That he doesn't need people. It's not a needy little bitch. And then he's mm. spiritually healthy enough. That he has a strong relationship with his maker. You know what I mean? And he's not pushed around in that realm. And I believe and all knows, of those are super knows important. His purpose, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's got his purpose figured out, dialed in. And so sovereign man is about making men sovereign, making men masculine, making them just win in life. It's a beautiful thing. For the betterment of society, you know? Yeah. That's it. Man. That's and it. Women and children. Yeah. For all of us, man. It's yeah, huge. 100%. So... Haji, thanks for showing up on the show with us today, man. It was fun having you around. And Appreciate ARPA, man, great topic as usual. Losers in denial. And yeah, listener. I, I, I'd love to tell you where I get that stuff from, but it, you know, it comes to me. It comes to me, man. I get the oddest, oddest inspiration at the weirdest times and the weirdest places, but they work. There you go, brother. Stuff. That's uh you're good just thing. you're just in the yeah. moment in the zone and the good Lord blesses you with inspiration that's a beautiful thing and i, I want to say this to my listener if you've enjoyed this conversation share it share it with a man who needs to hear it don't be stingy there's men who need to know about this podcast and the other thing you can do is leave us a rating leave us a review okay go on to itunes spotify stitcher etc wherever you happen to listen to this podcast rating review that helps the podcast grow all right so share rating review that's how you help grow this movement. That's how you help us get to 10,000 men that are part of the movement. That's how you help us inspire 10,000 other men to get 10,000 men. So we got 100 million masculine men around the world, and we're going to change the world with that. And remember yep. to stand up for freedom. Remember that this BS that's happening in Ontario with the premier right now is a, a, an abomination. It's an assault on the democratic way of life that we've had in Canada. Do not put up with it. And do not allow him to get away with it. Doug Ford must lose the next election, period, full stop, end the story. 
I say this as a man who has voted for him and has campaigned for him. He must lose the next election. That's the only language these folks understand when you take their power away from them. So let's take this man's power away from him. Let's send them back to the private sector. And good riddance, Doug. Enjoy your one and only term as premium, man. Enjoy. All right. Men, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.